dream that one day, no matter how long it may take us, as long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower, knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. This is a time of challenge to our interests and our values. And it's a time to test our wisdom and our skills. This will not be a campaign of half measures. And we will accept no outcome but victory. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Read my lips. We will respond forcefully. Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we hope you enjoy. And we are live. We're live. Again. Again. It's happening. <laughs> I'm not going to keep repeating. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it is happening. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you guys haven't listened already, we just did a brief episode. We tried to make it briefer, but it didn't happen. Sorry. Uh, I, no, I'm not. <laughs> I am. It's always... I'm just... No, I was long-winded. Okay. It was cool. a lot to talk about. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're fine. No, I think it was important. Uh, we had covered two episodes ago of the Chauvin trial, what we thought about was the prosecution. Two? Well, now two. Because oh, yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. We just did the recap of, of Good the... Point court case but we had you know we covered the prosecution and the defense and some of the witnesses what you know kevin and i's takes were Mm -hmm. um but it was before the end result and the verdict uh something we were both very eager to learn about and so that's why we had to do like a mini episode covering that we didn't want to leave you guys hanging on on our takes on that uh we know you join us Every week, twice a week, if not more. And we're very thankful for that. So we never want to leave you hanging. Yeah. Yeah. And we will do another brief episode after the sentencing, probably. Yeah. In Um, what? Two months, they said? Two months. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, Brian? One of my favorite um, parts or, yeah, parts, points in uh, the Hamilton play Mm -hmm. is after the whole drama. When he gets shot. No, that's my least favorite part. Oh, okay. I don't know why they didn't write that part out of it. I mean, they could have made the story however they wanted. They took other liberties. Why not that? Exactly. Hamilton survives at the end of the play. <laughs> Spoiler alert, oh, in case you God. didn't read a history book. Okay. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite parts is after the Spoiler whole... Spoiler alert, I am Iron Man. Nailed it. Oh, God damn it. You cl- I get it. The snap. Yeah, I actually did a spoiler. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that they might not know, but they should have by now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, continue. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, but after the whole drama where Hamilton basically uh, cheats on his wife, um, there is a line where uh, Alexander Hamilton's character, not Alexander Hamilton, I'm sorry. Um, gosh, why can't I think of it? Yeah, whatever. There's a character and he says, can we get back to politics, please? Oh, and that was Madison, doing, right? Yeah, Madison. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I knew I could count on you. Yeah. That was a test of our friendship. You you, you, you passed. <laughs> um, so we're going to get back to politics now. We've been doing a lot of social stuff, which it needs to be uh, yeah. spoken about. That's part of this podcast. But we're going to talk some politics tonight. I don't know if you guys remembered, but we have a new president. His name's Joe Biden. And Isn't he's gonna, that nice? Yeah, he's going to be doing He's been trying to do some shit. 
Well, and here's the thing. I, I, I he's like, done some shit. I like that you phrased it that way because there, there's literally been, um, I guess you would say, you know, charges or allegations that he's not even running it because it's so boring. Yeah. Like, it's, he's fucking probably, he's playing golf with Trump. Uh, he took his first golf golf uh, weekend for the first God, time. What a f- seriously? I am not paying him to golf. Well, we paid a lot to Trump to golf. Yeah, I wasn't paying for that either. <laughs> I wrote complaints. I think <laughs> I think every president should be welcome to do you, you know as they wish on their weekends and stuff like that, except in you know absolute crisis crises. Time. Yeah, um, but it, I think it was I think it's eighty nine days until his first golf trip. Um, so, you know, that's fair. Like, you know, it's been very busy. 89 days. You know how many fucking vacation days I take a year, Brian? It's precisely seven. Oh. But it's not really seven. It's like four. Yeah, I feel you. But I'm on vacation for seven days. I feel you. Wisconsin Dells. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So with that in mind, uh, I, I think, you know, he's definitely done a lot of great things. Um, I think most notable, most front of mind right now are two uh, two successful issues and one troubling issue. The the successful issues are he got the stimulus passed, mm-hmm. yeah, and then I'll say the stimulus and infrastructure, mm-hmm. right? Those two bills are the infrastructure. I think is still getting passed, yeah, and then um, the other issue that's very positive right now is vaccinations, yeah. Um, I know I sent you the TikTok of Dan Crenshaw saying like, oh, if he, you know, can get 100 million doses done in the 100 days or whatever Mm -hmm. that Biden had promised, he's like, I'll only be impressed if he does 200 million. We just crossed 200 million and it was before the first 100 days were over. So, yeah, Dan Crenshaw, I'm still disappointed in you. I really thought you were going to be like the white knight of the Republican Party and you really let me down. Well, you've been letting me down. There's still time to save. I'm not going to capitalize on that, but you really set me up for some some jokes oh you can say them. the white knight and you know anyways yeah. what i will say is this last um, time i went to medieval times i got the white knight you know what i mean because you can't choose yeah i had the green knight and you won i didn't give a shit who won i just i like the food there yeah it's pretty good yeah yeah getting back on Carry track on. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the central things positively i think mm-hmm. the the troublesome one right now is immigration yeah uh which we can talk about in another podcast we're going to yeah. do something a little more subtle i think those are like the three topics that are very front of mind mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. wanted to mm-hmm. talk about some things that are maybe not so front of mind but could be very very impactful yeah and they're both things are they're, you know they're in the works but there's not anything going through right away uh, but the first of those things that we're going to be talking about today are uh, Biden trying to do away with credit bureaus. Yeah, and specifically private, the private, the, yeah. yeah, the three profitable yeah. ones in in Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. Experian, thank you. Now these are so large and so profitable that they can be publicly traded and in our massive companies that pretty much everyone knows of, and and you might have. Uh, you know, utilized in the past, if you've done like a home buying process or everybody utilizes them. Yeah. I mean, they check you're your buying a car, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and these have become very profitable machines, but they aren't necessarily the most reliable. And there are some major issues um, regarding them. And essentially, Joe Biden has pointed out some of these issues and said, like, we need to make this more equitable for the people and less about profit. Right. And that's something he's taking uh, dramatic steps in improving. 
And in order to do that, essentially it would be eliminating those, which has its own issues as well. Mm -hmm. But something to be mindful of is, is the idea of credit. Um, Kevin, I'm putting you on the spot, but I think you'll handle this question very well. Thanks. What is credit? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, sometimes in life, Brian, you just can't afford things, big things. And so you when you need... say big things, are you talking about like the bigger water bottle? What do you mean? I mean, things like, uh, houses ah. and cars. Ooh. And you need expensive sound equipment that you would use for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nothing here went on credit. I paid cash for everything. Cash. Well, hey, like Rainy Ma said, when you're rich, homie, straight cash. I don't write checks. Straight cash. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, credit. <laughs> That's credit. Boom. Nailed it. I could probably teach a class <laughs> yeah. with all that information right there. <laughs> Um, you know, there's issues with credit. Yeah. Lots of issues with credit. Um, there's things like predatory loans. Yeah. There are things like high interest loans. Yeah. There are things like, um, not being able to get a job because maybe your credit isn't that great. Or um, being able to rent. Not being able to rent. Housing is really important. Wouldn't you say, Brian? Yeah. So isn't it really important <laughs> to like have a place to live? Yes. And have a job to be able to pay for that place to live. Yes. Yeah, I think those are important. Yeah. I, did, I just want to make sure we're, we're, we're in agreement. We're, we're, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. And what I will say in, in all seriousness is, you know. Always being serious about that stuff. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so the idea of credit is, is something very important to improving your own wealth situation. And mm -hmm. how you manage your credit, you know, both in terms of your credit score managing how much debt you have, leveraging your credit and your debt into, you know, wealth and all that, mm -hmm. you know, that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, and you know, what, you know, financial expert you, you subscribe to, whether it's, you know, Dave Ramsey or Susie Orman or any, anyone else, you know, they all have different perspectives. But one thing we can say is, as you alluded to, is there are a lot of issues with credit when you talk about the middle class and, and lower class and then also minorities. Um, payday loans are essentially a predatory loan. And as we've kind of rolled back regulations on you know these loan systems, uh, there's been even more predatory loan giving. And that specifically targets a lot of the lower socioeconomic communities, and specifically black and Latino communities. I would uh, include in that young people. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's a forgotten thing. And we'll get more into this later, but go on. Yeah. And one of the damaging thing things about those loans is because of their interest rate, it can be very, very difficult to pay those down. Right. And what ends up happening is you pay those over a long period of time, which if you're paying consistently, that's good. But if you're over leveraged on your credit limit or, or you're, you're nearing like past 70% mm -hmm. of your credit limit, that actually starts to ding your credit score. And if you didn't have much credit line to begin with, and you're utilizing all that credit, mm -hmm. and you're not you're not bringing it down. Yeah, that continues to ding your credit score over and over yeah. and over again, and it makes it more difficult to get your next loan at a better rate or whatever. It's harder to yeah. consolidate. Not even to get your next loan because it's easy. It, it can be easy to get a loan at any time in your life. 
no matter what your credit score. There's always somebody that wants to give you money and make money off of loaning you money. Um, but I think that the real issue comes into play when you need to make big purchases, when you're ready to buy your first home. Which And if I oh, go ahead. Go, no, well, no, 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 I was going to say, you know, when you're making these big purchases, for instance, real estate, your home, right. that is a the the number one quickest way to start building your own family wealth. Correct. Um, cars and stuff like that are not necessarily right. the most, you know, the, the best investments, once but you, buy, you have to right. use Once that. you buy a car, it's immediately going to start depreciating in value right. unless it's going to be some big collector's item one day. Right. Um, but when you're buying a home, that's actually, you know what I mean? The, the, not necessarily the price of your home, but the, at least the land that it's on is always, always going to increase in value. Yeah. Um, so you are building equity and liquidity. Yeah. Nailed uh, it. And, and so, collateral and, and yeah, all that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the One of the biggest issues that I have with credit, I'm going to start delving into that if, this is, uh, if, it, if that's sure. okay, Brian. Sure. Sorry, I have to slow my words. The 300 milligrams of caffeine are kicking in. Um, <laughs> my issue with credit is this, because I have no problem with creditors making money off of loaning you money. Yeah. I feel like that's a fair deal. Yeah. I don't say I don't have enough money to buy something right now, perhaps like a $200,000 home. Mm-hmm. But I have some of the money that I can put down, and you're willing to give me some money. I think that you deserve a return on that investment. Mm-hmm. I think that you should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when that number is so high. And the biggest the, the biggest problem, let's jump right into it, is student loans. I think student loans are the biggest predatory loans out there. Mm-hmm. And this is why I mentioned young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, because people coming out of high school, not everyone is bright your brain's not fully developed you're still learning how to think and how to reason and how to uh, creatively solve problems um, and they don't teach enough in high school um, and even before on what those loans mean and paying them back and how difficult it is um, and sometimes you can take out even if you're only taking out twenty thousand dollars the amount of money that you pay back at the end of that loan is absolutely absurd and you can ask just about anybody out there with student loans right now um, when you pay down your loans every month, a minuscule amount of it goes to the actual principal, which is the amount of money that you borrowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's absurd. So, yes, I'm going to I'm going to agree with you 100 percent there and, and, and elaborate just a little bit more. The idea of when you have a house. Mm hmm you have essentially this return on investment mm-hmm. and it takes usually, usually people do 30 year mortgage loans. It's either a 15 or sometimes, 30, yeah. sometimes 15. Um, but there is this return on investment. Usually the housing market is very secure. I think it's very hot right now. So be very careful to yeah. you know, today. Well, if you're and, yeah, and I'll have a take on that later too. Go on. So what I will say is <clears throat> there's this ROI that is expected, mm-hmm. right? Return Whereas, on investment. Yeah. So, when we look at college degrees, the ROI isn't as guaranteed. However, Correct. more and more jobs are requiring it. So people feel the absolute need, not just like, hey, this is a want and an urge. Mm-hmm. This is a need in order to find some sort of role. It's like 75% or 70% more likely to have a quote unquote successful you know, professional career. Well, I need to do that then. But these loans are the only, like you can declare bankruptcy and foreclose on your house. You know what's interesting about that, though? Student loans, you can't. It goes to your death. Exactly. 
And, exactly. And that's Which is why that's... you should take one class every semester until the day you die. Well, that is a way people kind of get around it and they yep. keep deferring yep. to, to a later yep. date. Um, but then again, you know, the interest continues to grow yeah, absolutely. and people, you know, people have been paying for 10 years and they actually owe more yeah. than when they started with. And actually, and if we, well, since we were talking about um, Biden's new plan for getting rid of these credit bureaus, one of the things that he is including in that plan is that you can declare bankruptcy on your student loans. Wow. It would be part of that. That would, yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah. And actually, and so again, I'll tie into this with young people. So it's not just student loans. We all, uh, Brian, you ever fuck up your credit? Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> me too. I was very stupid when I was young. Still um, semi stupid, but I'm getting a little smarter. If day by day, moment by moment. You know, since since the audience is kind enough to give us their time, I always like to be as transparent as possible. Mm -hmm, yeah. And I will tell you directly. I was not paying on one of my student loans for like two years because mm -hmm. I thought it was a grant mm. and like you have to pay those back. And I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought, oh, you granted me money. Great. <laughs> yeah. I will grant you my thanks in return. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the other thing was a Best Buy card no, yeah, yeah. that I didn't pay for. Oh, you year. told me about it was, this. It was a video game that ended up costing me because they were like, oh, 10% off and blah, blah, blah. And I was yeah. like, cool. And I, I had like really good credit. Yeah. And then I thought I paid it off and I didn't. Mm -hmm. And it was like the remnants of that video game was like $10, but all the late charges and interest that then the interest was tacked on to the late charges mm -hmm. and it just built up. I ended up paying like 300, I think it was $376 for this video game. For Spider-Man. Yeah, it was like a Spider-Man game or something. Yeah. It was on Xbox a long time ago. Here I'm smiling there. and laughing, but I, yeah. I'm not, I don't mean it as an insult. I no, just I mean, it was, it was and stupidity. because I've done something like yeah. that, you know what I mean? And, and, it, and it was tacked on to my credit and yeah. I had to clean up a lot of other things yeah. in order to eventually buy a home. Yeah. Luckily, my mom is a savant when it comes to financial like reporting and financial, um, you know, minimizing. Finances. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just say finances. She's, she's very good at that stuff. And we were able to clean up my credit report yeah. and eventually buy a house. Well, speaking of cleaning up your credit report right now, currently mm -hmm. with private, uh, credit firms like this, um, bad credit stays on or things stay in your credit for seven years. Yeah. So it's seven years. Yeah. Time. Well, I'm getting a loan. I'm, I'm not really, uh, but I'm getting a loan today. We'll say, yeah, who I am now is not who I was seven years ago. No, I think that I'm a big believer in, um, you always should be better tomorrow than you were today. Um, and so it's hard to, to, to think about that. So seven years ago, maybe I wasn't great with my credit, but today I am, and I've mm -hmm. really been working on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to build it every day. I pay everything on time. You know what I mean? When I, I, I personally, this is the only part of the story that's real. I personally have two credit cards and I spend money on them. Usually I get gas. I put my gas on my, my credit card and then I pay it off in, in full um, because that's a great way to build your credit as well. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I think it's so unfair to, to, to judge who you were seven years ago against who you are today. Um, so Biden's plan will actually change that to four years. Yeah which I think is great as well. Yeah. I think it's a little bit more realistic. Like, you know, I'd like to see it be like two years or maybe even like how you've been doing this year. Um, but I do understand that you do need to do a lot of research when you're about to loan somebody, especially a large sum of money. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're planning on essentially, we'll say being in bed with someone for 30 years, right? Mm -hmm. That's what yeah. a mortgage is. We're, we're yeah. connected for mm -hmm. the next 30 years. Yeah. 
Hypothetically, unless you sell your house. So I told my wife, I want to take out a 30-year mortgage on her. (laughs) I'm just kidding, honey. Just kidding. What I... You know, when you're when you're going to be, you know, tied to one another for that long, it mm-hmm. is important you do your due diligence. Absolutely. But there also has to be this credibility towards like, hey, I am improving. Like you yeah. said, I've improved. You know, I've showcased I've got a better job with a better salary, mm-hmm. better benefits, and I can, you know, afford more things and all of that. Well, you know, what's interesting about that, too, Brian, is um, when you have big loans and we were talking about student loans, too, where that comes into play later with more loans is when you're ready to buy a house. So you go to college, you take out a bunch of student loans. Maybe you don't, Mm -hmm. but most of us did. A lot of us do. Mm -hmm. Um, When you go to buy a house, they uh, one thing that um, mortgage companies look at is your debt-to-income ratio. Yes. And so that's where it comes into play, where if you have tens of thousands or maybe $100,000 in student loans... You know what I mean? That is tacked against what you actually make. So when the credit, when the mortgage company looks at set and says, you know, okay, you want to buy a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house, or we'll make it easy, a two hundred thousand dollar house, and you have, you know, already uh, sixty thousand dollars in student debt. Well, how much are you making every year? Because then, based on what you're making every year, yeah. are you going to be able to pay them and pay us? Yeah, and you have what's called short-term debt and long-term debt. Right. So uh, student loans would be considered long-term debt. Short-term debt could be, you know, credit card debt, right? right or right. any short-term, you know, payday loans, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Those are the things that are, are held against you. You know, another key ingredient, and this is something that, you know, I also really want to talk about is like how these loans specifically uh, targeted um, black and Latino communities is um, half of all African Americans in America have medical debt on their credit cards. So that is a really, really important thing to understand is how that can be affecting their credit if they're paying a higher interest rate mm-hmm. on those loans and you know medical debt can rack up very quickly. Now we can also get into the whole universal healthcare and blah, blah, blah. But, but specifically to the credit, mm -hmm. if you're talking about medical debt, you know, being held against you and being unable to pay those debts because you don't have, you know, a really good insurance package. These are things that target, you know, the lower middle class, um, lower socioeconomic classes and marginalized communities, specifically minority communities like the black and, and Latino communities. This is another thing. And I, and I know we were very critical of Biden saying like, remember when he was on the Charlemagne interview and he's like, well, if you don't vote for me, then you aren't black. Yeah. And he was trying to say, he's going to do more for the, the black and, and minority communities of America. This is a direct step to helping those communities more directly. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you mentioned this already, but that's part of his plan as well is when they go to do, um, mortgages and big loans, uh, they will not be able to count against you any medical debt that you have. Oh, that yeah. That, I mean, that's that's so crucial because Did you mentioned that. I, I didn't know no, that. no, 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 no. Yeah. I didn't because you I, teed me up for it. Perfectly. Yeah, I, thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> I te- well, because the medical debt is such an important thing, and, and like I said, there is a statistic out there showing how damaging that medical debt is to a particular community, the black community, like I said. All low and any low income community. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's the thing here is like. How are people supposed to, when we say we want an equal playing field, when you get, how are we supposed to give people an equal playing field if you can't establish your credit, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't have any, well, 
I'm not giving you a credit card. Okay, we'll start with one of those secure cards with two, like you have to put $200 on it and pay it and like however that works. You know, if I don't have a co-signer with good credit to start me up or I can't afford to buy a home because I don't have the down payment and, you know, car loans, these are generally very, very lenient. They're mm-hmm. called subprime loans, which we saw in the housing market, in, you know, the early 2000s. Yeah. And actually in the early 90s, mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of subprime mortgages given out to yeah. black and Latino communities oh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And the, Wall Street's no longer to allowed to do some of those predatory loans, but it the the foreclosure and the impacts on your credit scores, yeah. you know, those are long lasting and it becomes very, very difficult when you're paying higher interest rates on everything throughout the rest of yeah. your life to catch up. This is trying to eliminate that. Yeah. And I don't want to stray too far away from um Biden's credit plan, but you brought up something that's a really good point there. Um down payments on houses. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, like, so, you know, it's it's a it's an interesting time in life right now or in in the timeline of America. And one thing that is just so difficult to do when you're trying to pay rent, pay for groceries, pay for everything else is to save that money that you need for a down payment. You know what else Biden's going to try to do? What's that? And this isn't something that's going to happen now. But you and I have talked about how we think the housing bubble is going to pop. Yes. People are going to stop buying houses. Yeah. Biden is going to be offering a $15,000 tax credit for first-time homebuyers. Did you know that? I think I, this is really I, interesting. I did know it because you informed me of it. Oh, nailed it. Yeah, you're just <laughs> such an informative source. Oh, not really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think that's really interesting. Um, I am not really I'm – actually, I'm always one for tax breaks. You know me yeah. in taxes. Yeah. We don't get along. I pay them, but – I just don't feel like I'm getting my equal uh, spread of uh, being in charge of the government that I'm paying for. Um, <laughs> um, but I, anyways, enough of, enough of the joking. Yeah, so um, another one of Biden's plans right now is that he wants to do that. This is something that we probably wouldn't see um, until maybe his second year is in presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it could be something that's super ben- beneficial for first-time homebuyers because sometimes that big, that big daunting task of buying a home is like, well, shit. You know, well, for first time home buyers, you can put down like two and a half, three percent, three and a half percent for an FHA backed loan. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm. It's been a while. Um, But, uh, you know, I mean, let alone when you want to do like a traditional, like a standard loan where they kind of want you to put down like 20 percent. Yeah. So so uh, conventional loans and and so it used to always be like you had to put down 20 percent for a conventional loan. mm -hmm. Um, The FHA loans were three and a half percent, but you do pay an extra insurance on those. Correct. Um, It's a mortgage backed insurance or whatever. Yeah. You also have to do an escrow when you do an FHA loan. Correct. Yeah. Um, Escrow is uh, I don't I don't know if I have to explain this stuff. I, I feel like I need to if in I, case there is yeah, somebody listening it. that doesn't know this. So we're not saying this like you guys don't understand, but for anybody who doesn't know, an escrow account is basically you're putting away money every month for the taxes that you're going to owe on your Okay. Or your land. Now it's now let's take an even bigger step back okay. and explain pity payments. Okay? So it's P I T I. So when you pay a mortgage, like so for me I do the escrow program. Mm-hmm. I'd like to like get my taxes out of the way. I like to know that it's there, yeah. So your pity is your um, principal interest taxes and insurance your mortgage insurance Mm -hmm. so it's called your pity payment Mm -hmm. and it's an all-in payment so i know 
come every six months or year that my taxes are due, they're already accounted for. Right. Right. So I don't have to worry about then saying, oh, I got to go to the county board and pay this or the municipal, you know, I got to pay this. Like, yeah. It's done. Yeah. Um, so I love yeah. when people handle shit for me. <laughs> so to go back, we did see a first time home buyer program during the Obama administration mm -hmm. after 2008. And it was, I believe for up to $7,500 was a grant. Mm -hmm. And basically the idea was it was first time home buyers. And if you lived in the residence, I want to say for three years, the 7,500 was written off. Like it was mm -hmm. no longer yeah. due. And I think Biden is essentially doubling that to give better access to more people. Which is nice too, because I mean, really part of that is too, like, cause you know, things that people don't think about when they're buying houses is like, you have to pay the closing costs. You have to pay all that kind of stuff. So that $15,000, you know what I mean? In some cases would be able to cover your down payment and your closing costs. You know what I mean? Um, which is nice. Now this isn't like $15,000 he's handing you. This is going to be like a write off at the, uh, not at the end of the year. Yeah, at the end of the year. Yeah, so the idea is when you have more young people buying homes, the idea is to build up more community. You're having families develop wealth for themselves, right? Right. That's the idea is you're building up the middle and lower socioeconomic classes. And when you do this, you're bringing more balance. These are all good things. The community start to improve, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, you know, Illinois is doing something very similar to get more home buyers in. I think they're, they're, the proposal is to erase $40,000 of student loan debt if you move and buy a home here. So mm -hmm. like you can move from wherever and you have $50,000 in student loan debt, Illinois will take that from you. If you like commit to, I don't know, five years, but you know, they're making it back in tax revenue yeah. and shows more how people desperate here. Illinois is for people. Yeah. To I mean, back really there, it. there, there was a, a, a an exodus yeah. over the last not 10 quite years. as not, not quite as big as what happened in California since COVID, but yeah. Right. Uh, so Illinois used to have 22 electoral votes. It's down to 20. So it was mm. enough to knock off two electoral votes in terms of population. So consider that we're losing our footing, Illinois. <laughs> don't fuck this up. <laughs> So, you know, the idea here is, you know, with both the credit and, and the home buying, Biden is really trying to empower the middle and lower socioeconomic classes in America. Yeah. I think what, what bothers me, Brian, about the, the credit plan is this. Um, I'm not necessarily opposed to it being moved to a government program. Um, I think what is not being thought about and is not being said. Now, again, this is all very new, so we'll see what happens. But this is something that I would say wouldn't be implemented. Or even if it were implemented, it's something that's going to take like four years. I would say four to seven years. Because unless they're going to transfer your current credit information over, which is not going to be super beneficial because then you're still going to be dealing with those dings in your credit with your any delinquent things. And this is something I brought up off air. Um uh, that I, I feel like is maybe warrants repeating. Um, something interesting is if you have 100 credit card payments that you've made, mm -hmm. if you are late for whatever reason, you forgot, um, like Brian in his video game, um, <laughs> or you know what I mean, like whatever, yeah. who knows, any number of reasons. If you miss two, you are considered, it's, it's a delinquency Yeah, it's, on a, your it's credit. a check against you. Yeah, it's a check against you. Um, but what's so interesting about that is if you're taking a test, Brian, mm -hmm. and you have 100 questions mm -hmm. and you get two wrong, 
What's your grade? I'm asking you because you're a teacher. 98%. Or we're a teacher. <laughs> you're still a teacher. A plus. It's an A plus. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, that, it's weird, that dynamic that you see there. Um, the, other, the other thing is, so dispute management. I think when you have a credit score, you're allowed to dispute it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ways that, you know, Experian or whatever, like Experian has this thing called the Experian Boost, and you essentially yeah. pay them to boost your credit score. And yeah. basically they go, well, did you pay your phone bill on time? And they start to, which, you know, sure. Like that's they, a bill being yeah. paid on time. They also, they also look back to and say, okay, like this was a delinquency, but it was from however long ago. It was from yeah. five years ago. So we'll and, take and, that and, off. And, 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 well, and it's taken care of now. That debt is settled now. Yeah. So they completely take that off, which, you know what I mean? Right. So, so here are some of the issues then is like, okay, you know, the, the CFPB right Mm -hmm. the organization that would have to take this on is 1500 employees um experian alone probably has more employees than that and then you talk about equifax and transunion as well you know that's a lot of employees that the government's going to have to then take on in order to handle some of those things cfpb is the consumer financial protection bureau which is where biden would be moving um, hypothetically, yeah. Hypothetically, yeah. this is the 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 portion of the government that would take this over, right? So, so you're talking about, you know, if if those bureaus were to either be shut down or diminished, you're going to talk about a lot of people losing jobs, and then you know, do well, they, they do they and in, in this in this particular case, go, they would probably get hired on. You would think, the, or if they wanted to, if they wanted hopefully, to. you know, it's very similar. You know, as much as I like to argue for universal health care and I same thing take with any, insurance companies, right, yeah. insurance companies employ a lot of people. And, and yes, you know, that balance slightly, of power is going to trade. But right. this is different. Like this isn't, you know, it, this it isn't was, I don't think this would even include that as many jobs as the insurance industries versus right, right. versus the credit bureaus. I think the credit bureaus, while there's a lot of people in, in, employed by them, I don't think it's nearly the same number. As right. No. But what companies. I'm saying is, is that 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 is an issue that needs to be considered. And while I'm all for, you know, taking out the, you know, the the profit mongering aspect of this business. Right. Because, you know, it, it's basically diminishing a lot of people that shouldn't be or you know that are already marginalized um i I think it takes away that so i'm supportive of that but there are considerations that need to be made like job loss and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and and taking on too much right like okay they hire all those people but there's still going to be this transfer of information like you said and how much of that information do they collect or i mean you cannot start america on a fresh slate. Like, this isn't Fight Club and oh, Project I'm, Mayhem. Damn it. I'm so <laughs> glad you did that because I was literally just going to make that <laughs> reference. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, absolutely right. And another thing to think about, too, is, you know, when you switch something over to a government-based system... I mean, think about how hard it is to get a hold of the government sometimes. Yeah, it, you know it, I mean? it, it can be very inefficient. And there's times. still human error. So, you know what I mean? Like Brian brought up earlier, if there's an error that happened, I don't know if you brought this up on error before. Disputing. But, yeah. yeah, but having to dispute, you know, something in your on your past credit that isn't true. You know what I mean? Imagine trying to call. Yeah, it's already gov- very difficult. Yeah. C- combine that with all the auto attendance and all that, you know, because. Which I hate that. I had to call Comcast today because the, the phones were down at work. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I really, I, 
I understand the convenience of not having to pay people and having a robot answer your phones, but boy, is it annoying. <laughs> I agree. Um, I, I do think this is a very interesting thing. And like we said, there hasn't been formal announcements like Biden hasn't said, like similar to like the infrastructure bill mm-hmm. is there. It's set like it's going through the reconciliation process and all that other, you know, mumbo jumbo. Um, this is something that is kind of being talked about and rumored and it's kind of leaking. This is out something a that bit. still needs to be written up. Yeah. Um, however, I do think, you know, he, Joe Biden had talked a lot about, you know, for uh, student loan forgiveness and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I would be very, very surprised if he didn't roll something out for first time home buyers. Uh, I, I, I think do. that's something that, again, I don't think that's going to be out. You know what I mean? I don't think it would be something that came out this year. I would think this would be second year presidency. Dude, I don't know. You, did, he, you think the bubble's going to pop sooner? Or? Well, I don't think it's only about the bubble. I think it's trying to even the playing field more than like as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily about the bubble. It will have to happen if if there is a housing crisis like we had in 2008, which for me, I actually do think something is about to happen in, in the near future. Um, you know, but then again, I was the pessimist with the Chauvin trial. So hopefully this is just me being no, I would agree pessimistic. With you. I, would, no, I would I would have to agree with you on this. Yeah. One. And we can do a whole another thing about, you know, the debt and kind of crisis that we're seeing right now with, you know, houses and the market and all these other things. Um, Who is the guy from uh, the big short? Michael Burry. Michael Burry. Let's get Michael Burry on the podcast. Let's yeah. see what he thinks about the next yeah. housing bubble. Yeah. Popping. Um. So yeah, I, I I I don't necessarily think that this is just to, you know, alleviate any of the tensions from um, the the bubble because it, it it's really only going to impact first time home buyers. It's not mm-hmm. going to Im- impact home buyers of all yeah. backgrounds. Um, I didn't, un- you know, unfortunately, I didn't you know get a grant for my first home buying mm-hmm. um, time, so I would have liked to. Uh, so I would like to maybe the next time, you know, maybe I want to, you know, progress and, and get a bigger home or in a different area. I don't know. Um, I love the area, man. So maybe just a bigger house if my family expands. I, I wouldn't qualify for this. So I think this is more targeted to get people away from renting mm-hmm. um, because essentially when you rent, which is a very good option for certain people, if yeah. you like to move, right? Yeah. Like if yeah. you like to say, hey, I'm living in Illinois this year. I want to go to California and then I want to go to Arizona. Then I want to mm-hmm. live in New York mm-hmm. and move jobs and just kind of be, yeah. you know. Or if you don't like to pay for your own maintenance. Right. That's you know a huge I mean? thing. That's, you know? I mean, that's a gigantic thing. If, if your water heater goes out, Brian, you got to buy a new one it's, and you got to pay to have it put in. You know what I mean? If you're living in an apartment. Thanks for bringing that up. Now that's going to happen tonight. I'm knocking on wood. Okay. This beautiful, well-made wood table that my father made us. Thanks, yeah. Dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just figured I should throw that in there. Yeah, thank you. Even though he doesn't listen. Yeah. It's out there in the ether now. It's out there. Um but yeah, I mean, whereas if you're renting it, that's not the scenario. You're, you're, uh, and some people, you call your landlord, it's got to be fixed. Yeah. And some people prefer to use that, um, investment of like a down payment and like, Mm -hmm. and other investments like stocks or bonds or whatever, uh, commodities, whatever the case is, people have different investment strategies and financial strategies, and that's fine. Um, 
So with that in mind, generally speaking, building wealth, one of the easiest and quickest ways for a person to do that is buying a home. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is targeting is those first time home buyers to get people out of the rent because when you are renting, you aren't collecting that equity. Um, you're, you're not basically saving money. You know, when you put money into something, you're eventually going to be able to draw that out. Even if your home price goes down or whatever, you still have that money that's been being put in there, mm -hmm. um, the down payment, et cetera. So you can take that out eventually yeah. and then hopefully collect equity if, you're, if your home value does go up. And when your home value does go up and you sell for a maximum, this massive amount, like hopefully you double your home value and that you can actually roll that into your next home purchase mm -hmm. tax-free. Yep. Uh, there's no capital gains tax if it goes directly into your next home. So Boom. it's a really, that's how you start building that wealth yeah. is you roll it in, you're taking profits and paying zero tax dollars. That's how you start accumulating wealth. And full disclaimer, we are not financial advisors. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I just felt like that should be said. Yeah. Please don't invest <sighs> in Dogecoin though. I did. Well, yeah. I mean like 20 bucks. I did 30. I did 21. Yeah. Well, if it blows up, I'm making, we'll nine, I'm making $9 more than you did. <laughs> um, that was a whole lot, Brian. Yeah. It's been a good night. Yeah. And, you know, uh, if you learned a lot or you have some and other actually, questions. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say maybe because you said if you learned a lot, maybe we should do a quick recap. Yeah. Yeah. Quick recap. Go ahead. Biden. He's still our president. Uh <laughs> He's still trying to do presidential things. Even though some people claimed he wouldn't be by now. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we talked about his uh, plan to eliminate uh, private credit companies, um, credit reporting companies, I should say. Not, not necessarily eliminate, but take some of the, I don't know, reporting. The profit out of The it. reporting duties would right. be more well, government. Well, it would be instead of seven yeah. years reporting, it would be four years. Yeah. Only four years back on your credit, which yeah. is great for people who have fixed their credit. Uh, he would be eliminate, or he would make it possible to uh, declare bankruptcy on your student loans. Um, also, things like uh, medical debt and um, other predatory loans uh, would not count against you on things like mortgages. Uh, then we also kind of covered uh, Biden giving a fifteen thousand dollar tax credit to first time homebuyers. Yeah, and if you want more information, um, I got a lot of my information from Forbes and then also The Guardian, uh, what I consider pretty reliable sources, but yeah. um, I don't think there's really any dispute on these. Uh, but what I will say is, if you have any questions, you know, give us a holler. If you, if you like what you heard, let us know. Uh, like, share, subscribe. What else is there? Follow on Spotify? And have a good day. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. We're building this community. It's your community as well. So spread the word. Get more people involved. We right. love it. We love you guys. Well, guys, we're here. We've made it to the end. Wait, 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 wait. Kevin, Kevin, we got to thank our sponsors. What sponsors? Well, we, we haven't gotten any official sponsors yet, but we do have Patreons. Oh, and we should let people know that they can join our Patreon for subscribing from 5 to 10 to $20. Any amount helps. Yeah, thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you guys don't want to do a monthly subscription, you can also support us by buying some of our awesome clothing at madlibspodcast.threadless.com. And that's a win, win, win. win. <laughs> also, if you guys uh, wouldn't mind, we would love for you to follow us on our Facebook page and our Instagram. Thank you. Thank you.